Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. wondered why we celebrate the holiday Halloween and what's the real story behind it why why do we dress up in scary costumes at nighttime knock on doors and say trick or treat carving out pumpkins and, and, and then we put a light in it well my research Halloween originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain and people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts and dead spirits and and during that time they thought if they came across the ghost or something they they could outsmart them and by putting on a mask and costume so that way the ghosts would think they were spirits hmm there's more to the origin of the story if you research, but to me, I think it's just a day for people to make contact with spirits of the dead and worship the devil. Some say it's Lucifer's birthday because, see, it's two holidays that kids love, Christmas and Halloween. And for a long time, I heard that if you twist the words around in Santa, you get the name Satan. And you know Satan is the master of lying And we tell our kids Especially <laughs> black people That a white man named Santa Claus Brought you toys I never believed in it Because I lived in the hood And, and, and never got what I wanted And that's a fact Another fact Did y'all know that Satan's nickname is Old Saint Nick Just like Santa Plus he come down a fiery chimney man. And look the 25th it's supposed to be about the birth of Jesus, I thought. It's like a distraction. That's why they put that movie Krampus out, to let y'all know the real deal about Christmas. And you know, black people, we into that voodoo stuff too. We into that voodoo stuff too. Plus, Halloween, it's a $6 billion industry, second behind Christmas. And these holidays, man, I tell you, and, and don't even get me started on the true meaning of Thanksgiving. You know, I might, I'm going to start a series. I'm going to start a series about the true meanings of holidays. But anyway, let's move on. I want to talk about the devil in the music industry for this episode. Now, because this all ties in with this episode. And according to the Bible, for those who believe in it, they say Lucifer was a fallen angel who was the head of the ministry of music in heaven when he was in heaven. 
And he was basically a walking, talking musical instrument with the combination of a tambourine, flute, strings, pipes, and the harp. He was the most beautiful of all the angels until he became jealous of God and was kicked out of heaven and cast down to the earth. And you know what? There's a lot of entertainers that's giving him their soul in exchange for fame and fortune. There's also a lot of definitions on selling your soul. And as far as the church go, selling your soul means singing secular music instead of singing for the Lord. The perfect example, though, for me that I seen about selling your soul was the Snoop Doggy Dog song, uh, Murder Was the Case. That's a perfect example of selling your soul to me. Go back and listen to the lyrics and look at the video. All of this just just ties in into the story for this episode. Now, the 27 Club, right? I don't know if y'all heard of that. That's a list of artists who apparently sold their soul to the devil for fame and all died at the age of 27 years old. Like uh, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, uh, Jim Morrison, Amy Winehouse, and, and many more. But most of them... They, they all died from drug overdose and alcohol though but one of the first musicians one of the first ones who started that whole 27 club thing and selling your soul to the devil was named Robert Johnson and so many artists have crowned him the greatest guitar player to ever live like Eric Clapton um, the Rolling Stones said it, B.B. King, and even Muddy Waters said he was inspired by him. Now, the thing about Robert Johnson, there's only two pictures of him, and there's no actual footage of him. A lot of people will say uh, he had to have sold his soul because he was too good, and that's why they throw that devil uh, myth on his name to the greatest legacy in which uh, some people say it's kind of insulting to think that all these old black guys from back in the day who played blues music sold their soul to the devil like they didn't have any talent or something yeah cause blues music look blues music came from the fields when it was picking cotton now in the music today rock and roll heavy metal pop and hip hop that would make the blues music sound like gospel music today that's a whole different story you know you know who started all that all that the blues is the devil's music them preachers because on Sunday they weren't getting paid because the nights before like Friday and Saturday everybody was at the juke joint spending money instead of giving it to the church but let's get into uh, Robert Johnson's story right now. Robert Johnson was born May 8th, 1911 in Hazelhurst, Mississippi. Now, his mother, Julia, was married to a successful black businessman who made furniture. And he owned some land. His name was Charles Dodds. And they had 10 kids together. But see, Charles Dodds ended up leaving the family after a white man who had ties with the KKK wanted to kill him over some girl who was Charles Dye's mistress and 
He had two kids with her anyway. That was Charles Dodd's mistress. Now, Charles Dodd and Joseph Marchetti, the white man, was messing with the same black girl. And out of jealousy, Joseph Marchetti put the KKK on him to lynch him. Three men had already been lynched in Hazelhurst that same year. And Charles Dodds, he had to dress up as a woman in disguise just to get out of town through the night. Plus, he was a wealthy black man during that time. And a lot of white people had a problem with that. They didn't like him anyway. So he moved to Memphis, Tennessee, which wasn't much better because they had the highest murder rate at that time. But he changed his name from Charles Dodds to Charles Spencer just to feel safe. But his wife, Julia, still remained in the house. And uh, Joseph Marchetti and the KKK ended up kicking them out and took the land. And that's when Julia got with another guy named Noah Johnson, who was Robert Johnson's biological father. But he didn't stick around. He took off before he was born. Now, years later, Julia and the kids went to live with... Uh, her now ex-husband Charles Dodds, who now went by the name Charles Spencer, and that mistress that they was fighting over became his wife. And they all lived together, but after a while, Julia couldn't take it, being so he had a he had another wife and all, and she ended up leaving. But she left Robert there to go to school. And by that time, he was going by the name Robert Spencer. Also around that time, Robert, you know, Robert had fell in love with music because his brother played the guitar and piano in different juke joints around the town. Now, years later, Robert ended up moving back with his mom and her new husband in Arkansas. And then they moved to uh, Robinsonville, Mississippi. And around that time, he had started um, focusing on being a musician, learning how to play the Jew harp and the harmonica but he really wanted to learn how to play the guitar now most of his time he, he would just listen to the radio and hang out in juke joints listening to the delta blues musicians like eddie sunhouse and willie brown who were considered some of the best guitar players and they had inspired him to build an instrument called the diddly bow which was some string wires nailed to the side of the house with a glass bottle down the bottom of as a bridge and he would pluck that like a guitar by this time right everybody used to call Robert Little Dusty which was his stepfather's last name and I guess he didn't like it so he started going by his real father's last name which was Johnson and, and Robert and his stepfather couldn't get along anyway because he didn't want to pick cotton Robert didn't want to pick cotton or work in the fields like everybody else. And plus, his stepfather was a Christian and didn't like him playing blues music. So Robert left. Now on his own, he ended up meeting a 15-year-old girl named Virginia Travis. But her family, who were very religious too, didn't like him because he played blues music, which they call the devil's music. So they both ran off and got married, even though they was both underage and lied about their age. And, and she ended up getting pregnant. 
that's when Robert stopped pursuing music and got a job working in the fields, even though he didn't want to do it, but he loved it so much that he did it for her. Now, his wife Virginia was pregnant and, and she went back home to her family to have the baby so they can help out. And by the time Robert went to see her and his newborn child, both of them were dead. She had a rough time while giving birth and when Robert arrived, they were already dead and buried and her family was blaming him saying he should have been there because on his way to see them, he got back into the music, playing the guitar, trying to make some money and he did a couple stops. And once his wife, Virginia's family seen him with the guitar, they started saying that Virginia and the baby died because he was playing that devil music. Now, after losing his family, he went back focusing on music and would follow blues artist Eddie Sunhouse and Charlie Patton and Willie Brown around everywhere they played. One night, he was in a juke joint where they had just finished playing and they was taking a break. So Robert Johnson grabbed one of their guitars and got on stage and started playing for the crowd. That's when the people in the crowd started booing him and told him to get off stage because he was terrible. He couldn't play the guitar to save his life. Upset, he left town and just started walking and nobody seen him for almost a year. Now, here are the rumors about what happened to him when he left right now. One room is on one dark night around midnight with a full moon, his ride left him on a crossroads. After standing there in the middle of the crossroads, a large man dressed in black appeared in which legend has it was the devil. Now, Robert Johnson fell to his knees and begged the devil to make him the best guitar player and the greatest blues musician in the world. And the devil agreed, only on one condition though. If he would give him his soul, and he did it. The devil took his guitar and tuned it up for him, then gave it back, and that was that. But a lot of people don't believe in that myth. Some believe he went to go find his biological father, Noah Johnson, and ended up bumping into a guy named Ike Zimmerman who at the time was considered one of the best guitar players in town and he taught Robert how to play. Now see when Robert got with Ike Zimmerman they would practice playing at the graveyard which made people think that they both sold their souls to the devil claiming that they were channeling the spirits of the dead by the tombstones and all that but some of his close friends said they never heard of Ike Zimmerman and don't believe he was mentored by him. But Ike Zimmerman kids say it's true that Robert Johnson did live with them and a lot of his songs were written by their father, Ike Zimmerman. Now, after about a year, he came back and saw uh, Eddie Sunhouse and Willie Brown again in a juke joint in Mississippi and asked could he show them what he had learned while he was away. After agreeing to hear what he had learned, Robert Johnson started playing the guitar and singing. When he was finished, he had everybody in shock. They say 
it sounded like two people were playing and he now played the guitar like a piano people in the audience would they started to look around searching for a second person playing the guitar they didn't see a second person that's when people started saying it was the devil himself playing alongside with him he was now called the baddest man to ever play the guitar with the chords he played from slides to bass plus with his memory he could now listen to a song on the radio one time and play it exact note for note I mean they never seen anything like that before because just months earlier he was horrible and now he can play the guitar he can sing and tap dance he was a one man band after that he ended up meeting a woman named Virgie Mae Smith and she ended up pregnant with his son but but that relationship didn't last either because her family was very religious and forbid them to be together also because he was singing the blues music about a month later he met another woman named Kyletta Kraft who was 10 years older than him and they got married but check this out right they say the same thing happened to her just like the first wife she died while giving birth to their child too that's crazy Mm. now after she died Robert just decided to travel from town to town playing his music for money he loved drinking whiskey and messing with a lot of women and he messed with a lot of women just to have somewhere to stay and around that time he was ready to take his talent to the next level and make some records to put on the radio that's when he got with a guy named H.C. Spear who owned a record store in a black neighborhood and, and could record his songs and put them on disc during those days and get him a record deal now after recording his songs on disc H.C. Spear thought he had potential and introduced him to a guy named Ernie Ertle and Don Law who liked his music and offered him a contract with ARC Records down in San Antonio, Texas now when Robert got to uh, San Antonio, Texas to record during the recording session Robert would turn his back because he didn't want anyone to see his style of playing the guitar he would take the microphone to the corner and play with his back turned plus his sound would come out unique bouncing off the walls now the first day he recorded like eight songs some of the songs he recorded was come on in my kitchen kind hearted women blues I believe I'll dust my broom crossroad blues and a, a bunch of other songs now the song Terra Plain Blues was the one that really made an impact that song sold over 5,000 copies now the next day while he was still in San Antonio Robert got arrested for walking around San Antonio in the daytime for being a black person you just couldn't do that back in those days it was the great depression a lot of racism it was crazy you know you get arrested just for walking the streets they say they'd rather see you out in the fields or something now by the time he finished recording he had over 29 songs and he did the rest of the songs down in Dallas Texas and was paid in cash earning no royalties now after that he went back home feeling like a star and 
he would travel from place to place playing his music, him and um, an artist named uh, Johnny Shines. But see, the thing is, Robert was a womanizer and he would mess with a lot of married women, which made their husbands mad. And on August 16th, 1938, Robert Johnson died near Greenwood, Mississippi. Story goes, he was having an affair with a club owner's wife and you know Robert, he, he liked to drink that corn liquor. And he was playing at the same club that night that was owned by the husband of the women he was messing with who knew about their sexual relationship. Now, after taking a break, he went to the bar to get a bottle of the corn liquor. But what he didn't know is the club owner, the husband of the girl he was cheating with, put poison in the bottle. They say he put mothballs in it. After he finished drinking, he felt sick and tried to go back on stage, but couldn't finish playing and had to be helped going home. Two days later, he died from severe abdominal pain, vomiting, and bleeding from the mouth. They said if he would have had the right medicine like the white people had, he probably would have had lived because, see, the black doctors back then didn't have access to the good medicine. They also say that black people life expectancy was around 45 years old. It was rough for them, man. That's, that's terrible. Now, the crazy part is he was about to become a megastar because he had just been invited to play a big concert in Carnegie Hall, which would have took his career to the next level. And, you know, after his death, too, there's been a lot of riff about where he was buried. And he had like three grave sites in Mississippi. They say one is in um, one of his grave sites in Mount Zion Baptist Church in Morgan City. Um, another one is in Payne Chapel Memorial Baptist Church in Quito. And the last one is in um, Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Greenwood. And you want to know something? The sad part is about that is black people during that time. A lot of them have unmarked graves. That's just the way it was back then, man. It's crazy. But you know, when Robert was alive, his records didn't really sell like that. But in 1961, when they released the album King of the Delta Blues was first reissued, he became popular again. In 1986, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as an early influence in their first induction ceremony and ranked fifth in Rolling Stone's list of 100 greatest guitarists of all time. Only behind Jimi Hendrix, Dwayne Allman, B.B. King, and Eric Clapton. And Eric Clapton in interviews always praised Robert Johnson. I know one of them, he said uh, Robert Johnson was the best folk blues guitarist that ever lived and the greatest singer and writer. In 1990, Sony put out a box set of his music that won a Grammy and sold more than 500,000 copies. In 1991, the complete recordings of Robert Johnson won a Grammy for a best historical recording. His single Crossroad Blues was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1998. And in 2006, 
he received a Lifetime Achievement Grammy. Mm. And there's a lot of books too, a lot of books and articles about Robert Johnson's life. Y'all can check out online and go stream and listen to his music and tell me what y'all think. His grandson, Stephen Johnson, got a foundation y'all also could support called the Robert Johnson Blues Foundation. Y'all definitely should check that out. He was 27 years old. R.I.P. Robert Johnson. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.